At number 59 on the iconic 100 list is the 1992 Upper Deck Shaquille O'Neal rookie card. And here to talk about it today is David Ratliff, signed and slabbed on Instagram. Number 59, one of the most iconic basketball cards of all time, obviously. What do you think about this ranking, David? So I, that ranking feels about right to me, actually. Um, I may have had it slightly higher on my list, but um, in the 50s makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. You know, this was a card that, again, Shaquille, tons of hype coming into the league. You know, one of the things that Upper Deck had been doing and experimenting with in that frame was some of the multi-exposure images. Mm-hmm. So you started with a uh, 89 Nolan Ryan uh, triple exposure. And then I think a, a year or two later, maybe it had the King Griffey Jr. Uh, maybe that was a 92, if I recall correctly. So Shaq coming in, you know, and, and just the story of the card, right? Where originally it's a redemption. And then in the series two, they come out and it's actually in there, but now it says number one pick. And then something that I think still a lot of collectors don't really know, there's a white bordered international version of this card as well. So a a couple different ways to go about collecting your your 92 Upper Deck Shack. But, you know, quick question. Quick, quick, yeah. quick question on it, because as, as you you're, you're covering something right now that, that I would love to know your perspective on. So there's sure. there's a trade card and then there's yeah. the number one draft pick card. Can yeah. you walk us through why there are these different versions of this card? Yeah. So when Upper Deck originally was producing the set, I, it was they were trying to get it out in time. And I think a lot of the, not all of the rookies, including Shaq, had sat down for all of their photo sessions yet. And so in order to not be sort of scooped on draft redemptions from Hoops and Skybox, they're like, well, I mean, we got to get this thing in there. And, and, and so they put the trade card and seeded those into the packs and you could send off for them. Now, when they came back, of course, at the top, they say trade card. Yeah. But listen, Shaq was super popular, had a fantastic rookie season. So when they then moved on to series two, it was, well, we need to get, you know, the number one pick on this card. And so when you're when you're looking, the trade Shaqs came back from sending in to upper deck, the number one draft picks actually can be hit out of the pack. And what makes it somewhat difficult to decipher how rare each or the other may or may not be, the PSA pop report is not entirely accurate sure. on the one on the 1A and the 1B. So I normally what you'll find is the number one draft pick from the packs. It, it, it's I actually think is quite a bit more rare, sells for a little bit, fair bit more money. Um, over the trade card but still both great looking cards and then again the international version is like really crazy low pop but because people didn't see them and know about them in here in the U.S. maybe maybe not as collectible we'll see if that changes over time though that's a the international shack is one that I think could have some legs to run in the future I think this is such an interesting card to talk about now because 
you know, from my lens, the trade card was the first card. It was a redemption. But traditionally, the card that comes out first is the card that ends up carrying the most sort of significance and most yeah. value. But this is a really weird situation because they both look basically identical other right. than the foil at the top and the numbering on the back. And so it is weird. I wonder... I wonder if the the draft pick card, the one that is the most valuable. I wonder, do you, was that one? Is that short printed in that series? I don't. I don't remember it being short printed. Um, you know, the 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 early boxes had so the series one box with trade card had some weird like production issues with them. Uh, well, like a lot of things at that time. And in fact, I can remember once I had a box at a show that was producing like three of each of the rookie card when you open packs and someone actually hit a pack that had three trade cards. In it. Yeah. So by the time you flipped over to series two, I think they had really kind of mopped that up. So that, that may be part of why there's a feeling of short print to it because you, you know, you did, you have all the cards still available. It's just the high, the high numbers, are seeded into the series two packs. And I think the the Shaq may, the Shaq number one draft pick may have kind of been part of that. So there's a feeling of it being a little short print, but I, again, Adam, they, they did still produce quite a number of cards in that era. So, so I, in, in the broader sense yeah. of the hobby, I'm not sure how short printed it is. But. We're talking about short printed, but there's tens of thousands. It doesn't feel the same as it used to, but at one point yeah. it felt that way. Um, we just want to highlight a couple other things real quick. If I remember right, there's some sort of deal that Shaq had signed with Classic or something that, that prevented him from being in some of the early products. So Upper Deck did this thing where they believed that they'd be able to put him in, in once he signed his contract with the Players Association or something like that. And so, yeah. so they they put the, the trade card in that you talked about. We were using the word trade card in two different ways. There's the redemption to the trade card and then the card that you got back. What's right. really interesting is the redemption card, the card that actually came in the pack, kind of had a silhouette of a big man dunking yeah. on it. And it was so clear that it was Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> it was, right. right? It was so clear that it was the guy who they weren't supposed to be putting on the card. Yeah. It just, can you imagine? I mean, just really take a second and imagine what it would be like today to have something like we had in 1992 with that Shaquille O'Neal card. I just... I, I personally think, this is my perspective, I think this is a top 10 most iconic basketball card of all wow. time. And wow. it's not too expensive, you know? Yeah. If you want to get something that's really expensive, I know this is near and dear to your heart, you get the number one draft pick signed in like white or silver. Yeah. And yeah. PSA DNA, to me, that is just, that is a sweet, sweet way to go for the high-end collector. But for anybody who's collecting, low-end card at this point, you know, you can pick it up for, you know, 20 or 30 bucks in a low grade. And, right. and it's just, it, it's nostalgia. It's one of the most iconic basketball cards of all time. Anything else you want to say about it before we go? I, I mean, I agree with you. Great image, right? The, 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 the triple exposure aspect of it makes it fun. Um, it's instantly recognizable. Uh, Shaq is instantly recognizable, but you know, yes, is a great card. fits in fits in any any type of collection. It's certainly one you you've got to have it in in some form or another. So awesome. yeah, well great said. Card. Well, tomorrow we'll be back with number fifty eight on the iconic one hundred. And until next time, happy collecting.